FKC Fantasy Hour as I can't talk. We're back. This week's live show. Uh, we're down a man. Uh, no Rhino. Um, I think he fell asleep. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. As I'm still recovering from bronchitis. Great. Uh, I'm joined by... Uh, by the vampire himself, Craig. That's me. I'm here. Got me my second one. Going for my third third this week. Yep, you got two wins. Uh, this one might be your easiest potential win if Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Yeah, because uh, his only other quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, sorry, not sorry. So He ain't got none. So, looks like I will... Uh, I'll be putting in my bid for uh, Christian McCaffrey to come join my team with uh, Joe Burrow, Puka Nakua, Stephon Diggs, um, Josh Downs, jo- uh, yeah, Josh Downs, Jordan Palmer, Sam Laporta. Come on over. So, are you going? Uh, are you going WWE and muting at your cost now? Yeah, I have to, dude. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um. While we're recording this, there is three out to go in the NLCS. So eventually one of us will make a comment about that. So I see the game. I, I'm watching the game and I see the game behind you. Yeah. It's probably on a delay. I have it on my phone, updated time. Okay. I am ahead of what's behind me. So works for me. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what's behind you. Okay, because I have Castellanos on my TV. I got Castellanos went back to the bench, and now he just fouled the pitch off behind you. That's the one where he's going to walk to the bench to get a bat. Yeah, so behind you is probably going to be about a good 15, yeah, 15 seconds. Yeah, at least. Give or take. It's like being at work and watching the Manning cast, ESPN, ABC, four four different channels for one football game. Yeah. Get down. Perk All right, so on this week's show, we will talk to you guys about uh, injuries because there was a couple of, uh, I'm not going to say significant ones, but ones that we probably need to talk about. Um, we'll also talk about some guys that you might want to add, some guys you might want to start thinking about not putting in your starting lineups. I'm looking at you, Gabe Davis. Cost um, me another week in your brother's league. Yeah. Uh, Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Uh, was a we'll talk, we'll talk about them here in a little bit. As always, we'll wrap up with our DFS uh, must-haves and cheap hits. Um, let's start, though, the injury reports. Uh, like I said, it's not like significant players, but it's guys that – do have some fantasy relevancy. Uh, earlier today, the Arizona Cardinals announced Zach Ertz, uh, strained quadricept uh, in the loss to Seattle. He's going on injured reserve, so he's out a minimum of four weeks. That hurts. That does hurt. Uh, like I said, not not a top five tight end, but I mean, after the top three tight ends, does it really matter? No. Um, Atlanta Falcons finally put Bijan Robinson on the injury report due to a quote illness. 
uh, three yards while being limited to 11 plays. Um, and isn't it supposed to face any restrictions heading into the game against Tennessee? I feel like that's a bigger story. I feel like there's something going on there that doesn't make sense. I, I heard something today on uh, on the Fantasy Channel um, on XM that they were talking about that he was complaining about headaches on Saturday. Um, so maybe they were just monitoring him. You know, because I think he was out there. He didn't even have, I don't even think he had a, uh, um, a carry in the first half. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, obviously, the Chicago Bears, uh, it looks like Justin Fields is going to be doubtful for the game against the Chargers, um, which means more uh, whatever the fuck the kid's name is. Marcus Bagus or Bagnus Magnus. Yeah. The little skinny white kid with a bunch of tattoos. Yeah. Okay. Fuck them. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson has a strain of his subscapularis within the rotator cuff, according to Adam Schefter. So um, that's medical terms for "ow, my shoulder hurts." Yeah, well, your your scap is in, is behind you, and it's uh, it's the muscle like your scap. Your scap looks something similar to this. And it's the it's the muscles and everything that's all underneath. So you gotta you have to like you know lift, put your arm behind your back to lift up and get underneath in there. And then it's deep inside underneath there that's causing the problem. So it's this motion. And I was reading somewhere that that in base uh, for a baseball player, it's like a four to six week type injury. Um, for the Green Bay Packers, um, Christian Watson. Appeared to injure his right knee in the final drive of the two-point loss to Denver. Um, that might have some fantasy football implications. I have Christian Watson in one or two of my leagues, so that's something I'm going to have to keep an eye on. Um, Houston Tank Dell, uh, trying to make his way back from a concussion, took place in a, quote, unofficial practice session on Monday. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, we've obviously talked about Anthony Richardson enough on this show. Uh, Zay Jones still questionable with his knee injury uh, for the Chiefs. Justin Watson is questionable. Um, I don't think it matters. They reacquired Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, so, or no, I'm sorry, Michael Hardman, not 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 MVS. Uh, Michael Hardman catching touchdowns. Doesn't matter. He has his two targets now on that team. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Janine, Janine Garoppolo, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, still questionable with his injury. Back the Yep. Uh, Gerald Everett uh, exited Sunday's contest at Kansas City due to a quadriceps injury. So um, keep an eye on what they do. Uh, Donald Parham was a pretty good uh, tight end option at points uh, for them, especially in the red zone. Uh, and I'll be the one to say it right here. The Arizona Diamondbacks are officially the 2022-23 National League champions, um, winning two elimination games in the city of brotherly love. Um, I don't think anybody saw that coming. No, but I, but I did say, 
Here's one thing you you will see coming. Uh, fires in Philly tonight. Yeah, it was either going to be um, fires of celebration or fires of burning the place to the ground. Uh, both are, but both were in play tonight. Yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah. Um. Let's see. For the Dolphins, nothing new there. Um, Minnesota, nothing new there. Same with New England. Uh, New Orleans, still nothing there. Uh, Daniel Jones is questionable. Um, is there any way humanly possible that you bench Tyrod Taylor now? Uh, you shouldn't. But there's um, 45 million reasons why you will. Yes, and... Let's just hope that, you know, certain networks and certain people don't try to, like, make it more than what it is. You know, it has to just leave that completely out of it. You have a simple fact of, yes, Tyrod Taylor looks much better in the Giants' offense. He's hitting more weapons. They're, they're not scoring a whole lot more, but their offense looks so much better. But you cannot bench $40 million. You can't. You can't justify it. You, you, the fan base will be happy, but the owner, ownership does not want to see $40 million sitting on your bench. It's the same reason why Sean Payton won't bench Russell Wilson. I, You know what? I, I'll be dead ass honest with you. I don't... I, 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 Russell Wilson would be fucking purple at this point. He is starting to prove more and more he's nothing more than a system quarterback. And Pete Carroll got the right guy for that system and got rid of him at the right time. He looks terrible. He still does the things I watched him do for almost 10 years in Seattle. He's just, he's just not that. He, he, he was borderline great at one point. He did have a couple of phenomenal seasons. Um, but he's just a shell of himself. Um, they're, they're looking, they're, they're looking to sell the whole farm anyway out there. Um, the only thing is I don't think they're going to find a buyer for him because of that contract. Uh, I mean, unless you eat a bad contract back for it. Well, if you sell your whole team and you're going to be dealing with nothing but rookies for the next five plus years, you know. I mean, a, a Ryan Tannehill for Russell Wilson swap. Probably much. Uh, yeah, that'd be a great fit for him, only because of the fact that you have that beast behind you, which is what he relied on. Correct. You know, he's unless, still unless Tennessee decides to trade that piece off. Yeah, but then look at they got 97 fucking draft picks at quarterback on that team. So you're not going to trade for Russell, but it would be a great fit. Um. Yeah, look, he still does have. He still has a very, very pretty deep ball. He's got a beautiful throw. Um, but I, you know, still a firm believer in the woman he married destroyed the football player in him. And you, I'm starting to see more and more little articles here and there about how he's changed. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, on Saturday officially put Pat Fryermuth 
on injured reserve with a hamstring injury. Um, the 49ers without Debo Samuel and Trent Williams on Monday night. Looks like both of those guys are going to be heavily questionable in the game going up into the game against Cincinnati. That's so okay. keep, keep an eye on that. Uh, no DK Metcalf last week for the Seattle Seahawks. He is listed as questionable right now on the depth chart, as is Zach Barbonet. I will say this, though, uh, about DK. And I said it last week. I was talking to a couple of different people about it. And I felt this was, yeah, he's banged up. He's got the rib injury and the hip injury. But I, I'm starting to believe that that was a – you're not playing no matter what. You're you're sitting the game. Um, he's become, I don't want to say a problem, uh, but he's a child. They they know how to get under his skin. They know what to say to him. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey exposed him a couple of years ago. He knew what to say just to get under his skin. And um, Every every guy that plays up against him, every corner that goes up against him, they know what to do to get under his skin, and they get they enjoy fifteen yard penalties almost every single game. I mean, because of his mouth. That was kind of part of the reason why he fell on draft boards. Uh, I, I thought it was because he uh, he had surgery. That didn't help, but on, help. His, on his knee. That didn't help his, but a lot of it was is they thought that he was a head case, is that people thought that he would let other people dictate his playing style. I remember a lot of teams being very scared off of, because there was a couple of games in SEC play where he would get into the the, the verbal spats and he'd get hit with a 15-yarder because he'd be the one that would swing and hit the hit the, the corner in the helmet, and they, they would see it and throw the flag. So... It, the 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 temper and the the hot headedness, I think, was another reason why he fell on some teams' draft boards. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Chris Godwin neck was a limited participant on Tuesday's uh, injury report, as was Baker Mayfield knee injury. Uh, They're both questionable for the game this week. Uh, Tennessee may be without Ryan Tannehill uh, ankle. Mike Vrabel said he won't practice. And that if he does miss game action, it may be a split between Will Levis and uh, Malik. Uh, what's his name? Malik what? Malik. Um, Malik well, No. Not Malik Willis. Um, Le- Levis and Willis. It is Malik Willis. Yes. Jesus, this is this is how much we don't give a fuck about the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, pretty much. They, they should trade D-Hop as well. Trade them all. Get back anything you can get for Malik Willis and Will Levis. The the, the the Will Levis twins. Levis, Willis, Willis, Levis. Yeah. Um hmm. all right, let's talk. Let, let, let's talk about some other stuff that's happened over the course of the last uh about four or five days. Um earlier today. Uh, the Lions announced uh, a mutual decision between them and wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. to release Marvin. Uh, she was going to step away from the team anyways to deal with a family matter. Um, I see a lot of people over there on the Twitter sphere 
um, or X or whatever you want to fucking call it, calling out the Lions for cutting him. Um, you don't think that this wasn't a conversation that the that the Lions and, and Marvin had prior to Marvin putting out that statement. You've literally lost your mind. Yeah, you know, if he's stepping away, it's a personal family matter. Uh, yeah, you, so what if you cut him? What's the big deal? You, you're doing it because you, you uh, okay, yes, you're, you're obviously not taking the pay away from the guy. You're not cutting him and being like, yeah, we're not going to pay you anymore. I'm sure he's going to get paid for the rest of the season. You know, but as it's a business that people have to realize that, well, if he's going to be away, we have to make a roster spot. We can't put him on injury reserve, so you cut the guy. And if, you know, don't get me, you know, there's, there's absolutely no way in hell that if maybe in a month from now or whatever, if, if everything is going good with him, they'll take him right back. He'll be right back on the team. You know, but it's this is this is the world we live in. You did that, you're bad. What do you want to do? Do you want to do? Do you cancel fucking the Detroit Lions now? To me, and, and obviously this is a thousand percent speculation, I don't know what's going on. I don't know the family situation uh, that, that the Jones family is going through. Obviously uh, all the positive thoughts and, and energies to them. Um, but if he has no like real thought process on when he may be able to return to the game of football, this means that this is more serious than anybody can think yeah. this is. This isn't like, Hey guys, um, my dog is sick and I need to go take care of him for a couple weeks. This is like, I might be losing someone very important in my life, but I got to go take care of some shit. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't, Hey, let me put him on the non-football injury list where I can keep him for a couple weeks. He may not put cleats on again this year, depending on the severity of what the reasoning is. And again, I don't give a shit what the reasoning is. People don't want to sit here. If you don't think that Marvin Jones Jr. and the Detroit Lions didn't have a conversation about this before basically mutually deciding to do what they did today, please go back under that fucking rock that you're living in. Yeah. You're in our word. Yeah. Um, the Rams cut Brett Maher after missing multiple kicks that potentially cost them a football game. Um Harvestick is who they signed. I have no idea who it is. Uh, the Buffalo Bills announced that uh, Dawson Knox will have wrist surgery. He'll be out indefinitely. Dalton Kincaid, come on, come on down, buddy. Well, maybe now they will open up more for Gabe Davis too. <laughs> I'm still not starting him this week. Fuck him. Um, and this this one is a fascinating one. Chris Olave arrested for speeding. Yeah, reckless. He was doing, I think it was like 70 and a 35. Uh, Have you seen the video of the arrest? No. He literally tells the cop, sorry, man, I play for the Saints. Cop's response, what does that mean? No, I gotta go look it up. It's fucking hilarious. Um, So, like, I'm not... Obviously, I don't necessarily know that he gets any kind of suspension right away, but the team may penalize him in some way, shape, or form. 
Um, I mean, he, he was speeding. Nobody got hurt. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't under the influence of anything. He didn't um, Henry rug someone. Oh, dude, come on, man, throw a fucking dog down there. Um, true, but um, no, I mean, if the if if the league isn't going come isn't coming down on him for anything right now, it's it's probably going to be nothing. Um, and and if the league fucking decides to find him, like it's so stupid. He was speeding. You know, he's got to pay that. He's got to he's got to worry about his license or whatever points on his license. Um. No, I don't. I don't think the the team does anything discipline wise, um, especially since coming off of a loss. Uh, kind of think you need all your weapons going forward. Facts. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, do you, you, you punish them a quarter? I don't think so. That'd be more of a college thing. College is definitely where you see guys miss quarters and halves and things along those lines. Um, All right, so Jerome Ford has an ankle injury. Um, 13 carries, 17.4 fantasy points, but suffered the the ankle injury late in the fourth quarter, was in a walking boot postgame. A boot? He's Canadian? A a boot. Dream Hunt turned. Yeah, I was talking to boot. Uh, Kareem Hunt turned 10 carries into two touchdowns, good for 15.1 points. Uh, Kareem Hunt should be the top waiver pickup, according to ESPN.com. Um, Kareem Hunt got banged up late in that game as well. Pierre Strong Jr. would be the other option that you could pick up. Uh, and the other, well, you know, and this is, you know, this this just will go along with, you know, you know waiver claims coming up. Um which I, I talked to Ryan about, you know, like, I guess the default is always Tuesday nights. But I think Wednesdays would be better because I there's agree. nothing reported on Tuesdays. Except for the you know, Thursday games. Uh, no, because nobody really practices on, on Tuesdays. You know, they don't start practicing until Wednesday, Thursday. You know, so you start getting an idea of who's practicing and who's not, because it, it can help save um, making a mistake on a waiver claim. You know, like for those who who didn't realize that Kareem Hunt got banged up at the end of that game, you know, maybe you might want to go after somebody else if you know without going after an injured player. Um, right. And you know, the other thing is too, try not to give back too much. Because, you know, if Ford is only out for a week or two, he comes back and he gets his job back. Correct. Um, according to ESPN.com, other top pickups, uh, if available, Deonta Foreman of the Chicago Bears. He scored 33 points on 19 touches on Sunday. Um, it looks like he's carving out a pretty big role. Um, and it's going to be hard for him to give up that role because – you know, Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert both really weren't doing much to like run away with the job. Um, so Deontay Foreman's another guy you could look at. Chubba Hubbard, Carolina, forty six percent. 
Uh, he's performed well since Miles Sanders got dinged up. Um, week eight matchup against the Houston Texans defense, which has allowed the eighth most fantasy points to running backs in the 2023 season. Um, the two-headed question mark monster of the Los Angeles Rams, Daryl Henderson Jr. and Royce Freeman. Uh, Henderson was promoted after both Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers ended up on injury reserve. Um, he scored 13.6. Freeman was also involved, finishing with 12 touches. Zach Evans, the rookie, was the odd man out. Um, Henderson seems to be the guy until Williams comes back, with Freeman being the more change of pace. Yeah, and, you know, Henderson has history with that team. You know, so I kind of figured that uh, he would be the guy to get the, the first opportunity. Yeah. You know, being familiar with the offense, the quarterback. I mean, that's that's something, too. Like, when you think about with running backs, it's, he was taking handoffs from Stafford. So, like, you, you already know you got a little bit of a rapport going, you know. And he went out there, he had, what, 13 carries, and he proved himself. He did, like, what, 16, 15, 16 points or something? Yeah. He had about, what, 80 in a tutty or something like that, 90 in a tutty. So, other other quick hits here on the running back position. Ezekiel Elliott has seen 10 or more touches in three out of the last five games. He's also scored a touchdown in two consecutive games. Even though he yeah. is in a committee where Ramondre Stevenson is still the number one back, um, Zeke's offensive production and his carries could make him an interesting flex depending on if you're in bye week purgatory. Obviously not this week. There's nobody on bye, but moving forward. Um Honestly, I don't want anybody in the Arizona backfield anymore. Um, yeah. We started uh, Kia Tony Ingram uh, this week in the Dynasty League, who scored me a whopping zero. I started him, I think, in your league, and I got yeah, the bagel. Yep. I started him in the Dynasty League, still somehow found a way to get the win. Um, so, yeah, I don't want him. I don't want DiMarchenzo. I don't want Damian Williams. I'm good. Pass on all of them. Um, quarterbacks, uh, Derek Carr. He's gonna have that shoulder and chest injury for throughout the rest of the season. I, I don't. I, I don't know that I want anything to do with with, with him. Huh? I don't know what you said. I'm garbage. Oh. Uh, small hands, Kenny Pickett. Um, I, I'm just cons- I I just don't think they're gonna win games with their offense. This is like 2000 to 2004 Baltimore for me. They're gonna make the playoffs because of the defense. Don't forget it, Wide receivers: Rashid Rice of Kansas City. Um, he has been a bright spot. They got a good matchup against Denver. Uh, you mentioned him in your vampire roster, Josh Downs of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, 23 and a half fantasy points against the Browns. First Colt rookie with 125 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown in the game since 2014. And has had six or more targets and scored 13 or more fantasy points in three consecutive games. Um He's a name to look out for if he's available in any of your leagues. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Jaden Reed, also guys that can be interesting plays. 
Um, tight end position, obviously Logan Thomas. Uh, he is the Sam Howell safety valve, um, leading leading to a passer rating of one seventeen when he's targeted. Um, so I'd expect Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy to probably start trying to feed him the ball, uh, especially against the Rams defense is going to try to get home early and often. So Logan Thomas might be a eight catches for sixteen yards, but it's still eight catches. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. We also talked about Dawson Knox being hurt. Um, he's someone to look, keep an eye out for. Taysom Hill's another interesting one, um, but he is pretty much a feast or famine for me. Um, you might get a passing touchdown out of him. You might get a rushing touchdown out of him. You may yeah, get a receiving touchdown out of him. Or you might funny, get. I'm, I'm, I was I was scrolling right now and I'm just looking at his numbers and that's like the perfect way to describe him. He's really a point four. 16.8. There's no the, the only consistency he has is three point games. Yes. You know, you just you just have to be lucky that week that you pick him up the stream. Because he's not an every week player. Nope. You know he's always gonna get you great value in, in, in daily, you know, but like you said, you're either getting the nineteen points. Or you're getting three. So I'm, I'm good. Yeah. 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 Next thing you know, it's like, oh, how was his stat line? Uh, he went one of one passing for 11 yards. He had two carries for 12 yards. He had three catches for 37 yards and a touchdown. And the next week, it's two targets, one catch, 12 yards. Yeah. Thanks. Pass. Um, that's really uh, that's really where where that ends that portion. Let's look at the weekly rankings. Um, we'll start obviously the quarterbacks because those are the fun ones that we get to talk about. Uh, let's see the quarterbacks and the PPR. Bringing this up. All right, number one quarterback according to the ESPN rankings uh, for this week. Uh, I'm I'm so surprised. It is Patrick Levon Mahomes the second. Against the Denver Broncos. Uh, number two is Lamar Jackson. Number three, Jalen Hurts. Four, Josh Allen. Justin Herbert is five. Uh, riding out the top ten, Tua Tungabailoa is six. CJ Stroud, seven. Jared Goff, eight. Brock Purdy, nine. Perk Cousins, or as my name so elegantly says on this show, Perk Thuggins is the mm-hmm. number ten ranked quarterback uh, in the rankings. Um I don't necessarily hate anything about the top ten. I don't love CJ Stroud in the top seven. I don't uh, love Brock, you, can, you can draw on Carolina. I don't love Brock Purdy in the top ten, but I get it. It's San Francisco. Meh. Uh Trevor Lawrence eleven, Joe Burrow twelve, Dak Prescott thirteen, Sam Howell fourteen, Russell Wilson rounds up the top fifteen. I just want people to keep thinking that Joe Burrow is not a good quarterback. That makes me happy. Yeah. No, I know. And, you know, look, what's his name? Uh, your boy your boy lit him up last night. Um, so, you know, maybe they exposed something about them. Last Perk night. Thuggins, baby. Perk Thuggins. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, you're gonna, they're going to rank Joe and added the top 10 because he is going against San Francisco's defense. Um, 
but you guys have two weeks two weeks to prepare for him. Um, but Hurdy in the top ten, uh, you know, he's there's a reason so she why he looked that bad against Minnesota. Yes, and and you know, the Cleveland Cleveland's a very good defense, um, but he should not have looked that bad against um, Minnesota last night. Um, he still had his best weapon behind him, um, but his. Their their receivers are just there's just too much inconsistency. Like Ayuk, yes, Ayuk should be your number one, your your twenty percent target guy. Um, you have a beast in Kittle, but this guy throws for 180, 200 yards a game. I mean, yes, I understand you you do want to give the bulk of the ball to McCaffrey, and and. Uh, uh, all right, thank you. I called that one. Uh, and I mean, other than that, no, you got your standard, standard guys in the top ten. You know, Wilson at fifteen, yeah, because they're going to be playing catch up, and you know, he's going to be playing from behind, so he's going to have to throw the ball. Exactly. Um, running backs, top five. Christian McCaffrey at one, Austin Eckler at two, Alvin Kamara at three, Tony P at four, Travis Etienne Jr. in the five spot. Um, I hope that this is the Austin Eckler breakout because if he doesn't this week against Chicago, I'm done with him being in the top five. Yeah, and he uh, he reaggravated that ankle injury on uh, Sunday. I'm pretty sure he did at some point in that game. No, well, I was wondering when I was flipping through and I see that, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, his backup. Oh, Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly. Killed off like a 48-yarder. And then, uh, and then you see him just walking on the sidelines, you know, feeling out the ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's a, here's a guy by name that you're going to put in the top ten, and uh, Saquon going up against that yet that yet front four. You know, good luck with that because uh, that's what they're going to focus on and just shut him down. Um, I love my Kenneth Walker, but you know, I'm I'm no fool. That Cleveland defense is for real. It is one of the best defenses in all of football. You know, could yeah, be in for a long day. Um, definitely not a daily play, but season long, obviously you're keeping him in because they get inside the five, he's getting the ball no matter what. So rounding out the top 15, Jameer Gibbs is at six. Isaiah Pacheco's at seven. Saquon is eight. Raheem Mostert, nine. Bijan Robinson at 10. Kenneth Walker at 11. Brees Hall, 12. DeAndre Swift, 13. Josh Jacobs is 14. And entering the top 15 for what I think is the first time in the 2023 season, Indianapolis Colt uh, running back Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah. yeah, New Orleans just isn't very good. Um, I, I like Swift at 13. I get it. It's Washington. But DeAndre Swift, if, if he's not breaking it out from – 12 yards out, it's pass to the two and then tush push for a touchdown. Yeah. But then at the same time, uh, you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brotherly shove. 
the brotherly shove. Yes. My bad. I wanted to, I wanted to use the correct terminology. My bad. Oh, That's on me. Anybody. Um, but uh, not a thing in Philly. It's like every other week. It's it's either him, it's Boston Scott. Um, it's it's Jalen Hurts. It's Kenneth Gainwell. It's Gainwell. whomever. You know, you know, I just you just got to be smart. You know, when you put your teams together, you know, oh, I'm gonna get that guy from that team. All right, well, great because next week he won't be running the ball. The other guy will. Factual. Um, Josh Jacobs also, I think, makes a lot of sense against Detroit, especially if it's Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer at quarterback. Um, feed him the ball as much as you can. Um, Bajon Robinson, I think that's just because of the questionable tag. At yeah, but Tennessee. It is still, it is still one defense is pretty damn good. I would put him ahead of Saquon, who's also questionable. I'd put him ahead of Moser. New England, New England proved this past week against Buffalo that they know how to play defense. Yeah, but yeah, but you know that uh, Belichick is going to go after uh, Tyreek. Belichick, if he's smart, is the one who goes after fucking Tua, and let's see if that judo class really worked. <laughs> That's all I heard all year was that. He learned how to fall. All right. You don't stop. Yeah. Everybody was kung fu fighting. All right. Your wide receivers, uh, the top 15. Number one is Tyreek Hill. Number two is Jamar Chase. Three is A.J. Brown. Four is Stephon Diggs. Five is two girls, one cup. Six is Keenan Allen. Seven is the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, eight is Devontae Adams. Adam Thielen, nine. Puka Nakua is 10. DJ Moore is 11. Brandon Ayuk is 12. CeeDee Lamb, 13. Mike Evans is 14. Jacoby Myers rounds out the top 15. Um, I love the fact that somebody's giving Jacoby Myers some love, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been solid the last couple weeks. He's seeing, the same, he's seeing just about the same amount of targets as Devontae is. You want to know why? Because Devontae can't stop complaining about, you know, everything. So, well, we're going to start feeding other people. No, it's because Jacoby Myers isn't afraid to go over the middle of the field anymore. No. He's the, he he's taking over the Hunter Renfro role. Um, Where has Hunter Renfro gone? Seventh on their depth chart. Oh, okay. So he's behind the backup hunter. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm not really surprised at anything in the top eight. Um, I do love the fact that at nine they have Adam Thielen. About time somebody put some fucking respect on that name. Well, on a, on, know, a, on a winless team, on a winless team, that guy is doing. On what a he's winless doing. team, the guy's getting 15 plus targets a game. It's insane. Love it. Love it. I got him on like three teams. Yeah. Uh, uh, Puka's in the Puka. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's funny, but, you know, like, you know, people thought in the beginning of the season, who's Puka, who's Puka, you know, and now the guy, it's, 
it's insane how good he is. And it's, it's funny. It's, you know, you very rarely see two guys from the same team in the top 10. This, this truly gives me the vibes of Sean McVay has found a way to keep their offense like the Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, New England Patriots. Yeah. You know Stafford yeah. isn't you know Stafford isn't stepping back and throwing it 70 yards in the air anymore. No. But you get these two fast little fucking quick dudes, get the ball in their hands, get some guys out in front of them, they can make some plays. Sure. And Matt Stafford is putting up about 17 to 18 points a game with two top 10 wide receivers in fantasy. Throw some touchdowns, buddy. For some reason, it's throw it down to the red zone and it's hand to Kyron Williams. Yeah. Or Dallas um, Anderson or one of the other 97 guys that are running a ball for that team as well. Um, a name that I want to mention sitting at 24 because he is playing his old team and if he can find a way to get in the end zone would be a very interesting name is Hollywood Brown. Would be fun to see. I want to see him score on them so bad. So no, because I know he feels slighted for the way that he left. Well, he left on his own. But I'm saying it's and it's because he didn't think that he could win with Lamar. Yeah. And well, Lamar still hasn't won. And neither has he. Well, one of them did get traded to a team that I think the year he got traded there had two wins total. Uh, tight ends, uh, Travis Swift. I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey was number one. Uh, Mark <laughs> Andrews, two. TJ Hawkinson, three. Sam Laporta, four. Uh, then it's everybody else. Darren Waller, five. Dallas Goddard, George Kittle, Evan Ingram, Dalton Schultz. And now Dalton stream, Kincaid stream, cracks the stream, top ten. Stream, 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 honestly, stream. honestly, if if I'm if you have Dallas Goddard, I think he's an everyday play now. Oh, I have him on two teams. And I went and scooped up. I scooped up Dalton Schultz in a couple of leagues as well. If you don't have Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Laporta, or Goddard, I think everybody else is a stream. Yeah. I, I mean, you can throw Darren Waller in there if you want. Yeah. Well, yeah. Logan Thomas, if he could stay healthy. Kyle Pitts, if he could catch more touchdowns. Uh, I think this might be the Cole Komet, um bounce back game. Oh, I've already cut him. Ah, okay. And it's definitely the Cole Komet bounce back game. Uh, the only thing is you can't use him on the slate on Sunday because it's a Sunday night game. Oh, I, yeah, I cut him from my roster. I was like, I've this is like the second week in like six weeks where you've gotten zeros. I'd rather pick up Donald Parham and hope that they get in the red zone and fucking Justin Fields throws it to him three times. Oof. Or Justin uh, Herbert. They have to get rid of their coach. He's Brandon terrible. Stanley is dog water. He is He's the most dog water coach of all time. How do you have that much talent with a guy who can throw the ball for 5,000 yards and you're, you're, you're scoring like 18 points a game? So bad. <laughs> it's insanely um, bad. In honor of the fact that uh, Ryan is not here, uh, we'll do this segment real quick. Uh, it's Desmond Ritter watch. Okay, so um, what is the bet again? That he won't throw over how many? 
I think it was over 3,000 yards, and I think it was like 20 total touchdowns or something. I have to go back and listen to that episode. I didn't write it down. I thought I did. Uh, right now, Desmond Ritter is 149, 149 of 228 for 1,630 yards, six passing touchdowns, six interceptions. He also has 26 carries for 113 yards and three total rushing touchdowns. So now is the, the 20 touchdowns total? Yes. Okay. Total touchdowns. He's got nine and he's halfway through, so. I don't think he finishes the year as starting quarterback. Hmm. I think Heineke takes that job over sooner rather than later. For my own sake, I hope I'm right. All right, enough talk about fucking Desmond Ritter. <laughs> guy's trash. All right, let's get to our um, DraftKings. The Sunday slate, the full slate of the one and fours. Obviously, no Sunday night game, no Thursday night games. Um, let's take a look now at, we'll start as always, quarterback. Craig, give me your um, your must-start and your value pick. Well, the must-start for me is uh, is going to be Mahomes. Um, I, I just I look at everybody else. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts a little banged up. You know, um, everybody else got some pretty tough matchups. Um, uh, if we are looking for value, uh, I, I know the matchup is great, but Kenny Pickett is only 4,900 against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. You know, you know, you, you, you spend down, but you know, but here's the thing. And I'm looking at Pickett right now. His highest point total has been 18.5. That's a problem. You, be, you better make that money up. Some you better make those points up some somewhere else. You know. Yeah. Well, um, I'd rather I'd rather pay down for like a, a receiver. You know, my third receiver at a much cheaper price. Yeah. Uh, my must start this week. Uh, he had a big week last week. Um, I think he has the most favorable matchup out of the teams that we that out of the top tier guys uh that is Lamar Demetrius Jackson against the Arizona Cardinals um yeah Arizona's just not good no uh as for depth um there isn't a lot here that that screams hey pick me um Mac Jones coming off of his 20 point game I don't know that he can do it back-to-back weeks. He does have a pretty good matchup against Miami. If they get out to a big lead, I can see him throwing some late garbage. But I can also see him getting pulled in that game. Um, Tyrod Taylor, 5,300. If Daniel Jones doesn't play, is an interesting play against the Jets. Um, God, this is awful. Yeah. That's why like, you, you might have to pay up for one of the top two. Then, yeah, because because you know, I can't because I can't even tell you to take Joe against San Francisco or Gino no. against Cleveland. No, 
no, I, I wouldn't even recommend Gino against Cleveland. That's gonna Honestly, be, that's gonna be- it might just for a value pick. It might be Jordan Love against Minnesota. Yeah, Jordan Love could start throwing the ball for more than two hundred yards. Um, he scored sixteen point three fantasy points, hundred and eighty yards, two touchdowns, a pick, twenty one rushing yards. I mean, how how against Philly because he's going to have to throw the ball because you can't run on Philly. He's only fifty two hundred. And I mean, you know, you, you can score on Miami as well. You know, Mac Jones at five thousand. Yep. But I'd, I'd rather pay up for one of the three, the Lamar or um, either Lamar or Mahomes. I would agree with that assessment. Um, all right. So running backs. Uh, the first one I'm going to mention is a guy who the last couple weeks has been kind of uh, running out of his mind. And I think he's finally found his stride. That is Travis Etienne Jr. Uh, going off at 7,200. I think he's someone you got to find a way to get into your roster this week. I know it's Pittsburgh. I know the defense looks nasty. Um, we said the same thing about Buffalo. and He torched Buffalo uh, over in London. Um, I don't necessarily know that he's going to torch Pittsburgh. Um but the way that that defense works, I think they're going to try to keep the ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hands as much as possible um, because that means J.J. Watt doesn't have a chance to get it out of his hands. Um, so give me Travis Etienne. And as my value guy, um, for some reason I just keep coming back to this guy because I think eventually he's going to figure it out, and why not do it on the road at Carolina? Give me Damian Pierce going off at 5,300. Uh, against the Carolina defense. Yeah, I like Pierce. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk that um, Singletary's been eating into the, the kind of into his carries there. You know, almost at a 50-50 split. Um, he's got a, he does have a good matchup this weekend. Um, for me, the one guy that I'm just going to keep putting him in every time I can is Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, he, he he might not be getting the rushing yards, but he's like a wide receiver one on that team. He, he's getting about 12 to 13 catches a game. So for the 7,300, I'll take him. And for my value guy, he's playing on the other side of the ball of Damian Pierce. Um, Chubba Hubbard, who probably will solidify the fact that he's the number one running back in Carolina. After this week, because Miles Sanders is, oh wow, he's banged up again. No, stop if you've heard that before. Stop overpaying injured running backs. They always get hurt. Um, but Chubba, Chubba's just, uh, Chubba can do it all. He, he's really good out of the backfield uh, with, with uh, catching passes. Um, really good runner. He can hit, he runs in between the tackles. So. That's my guys. Those are my guys for uh, running back this week. All right. Wide receivers, Craig, you start. Uh, maybe it's going to be six weeks in a row, but uh, I'm paying up for A.J. Brown. That man pissed off his quarterback a month and a half ago, and all he does is catch <laughs> a lot of passes. 
so I'm definitely paying up for him. Uh, where was my one value guy? Where was he? Where was he? Where was he? Oh, and for value because he's 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 stayed healthy for I think two weeks now, and at 3,800, I'll take Odell. I don't hate it. Um, See, because I, that's the thing. Like, the, 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 you know, this this is this is what we're talking about. Where if you're going to pay up for the quarterback, and you you know you got to start three wide receivers, you have to have somebody in there under four k. Correct. You have to. You're going to pay up for if you're going to pay over eight thousand for a quarterback, you, you have to. And it's it's just finding the guys with the best matchups. And I, you know what? There could be guys out there that could be a little bit cheaper, but if they got a garbage quarterback, I want nothing to do with them. I don't care how much better the matchup is. You know, um, I would much rather have a guy like Odell where Lamar is starting to spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, he's got a great matchup this week. I like it. Uh, wide receiver-wise for yours truly. Um, my guy that I feel like I have to start this week um, I'm not, I'm gonna homer it up here because you know it's kind of what I do. Um, just get him the ball because he's always fucking open. Uh, it's Shamar Chase. Thank you. Come again. Yeah. Just, just get me the goddamn ball. I'm always the fucking open. Um. <laughs> so, give me Jamar. God damn it. Goddamn bronchitis. My value pick, 4,700 against the Miami Dolphins, Kendrick Bourne. I also like uh, Nico. I also like Nico Suave, uh, Nico Collins of the Houston Texans against Carolina. He's going off at 5,500. So I like both of those. And pay attention to uh, what's going on with Seattle. Uh, because if uh, if DK's out, and I know they have a tough matchup, but uh, JSN mm-hmm. uh, is at forty three hundred. Um, I would not pay sixty eight hundred for DK if he was a hundred percent healthy going into this game. No. Uh, so. uh, at the tight end position, um, I'm gonna go Darren. I'm, I'm assuming go Dallas Goddard forty six hundred. Um, if you need a weekly stream, Dalton Schultz or Taysom, Taysom Hill, you know, maybe Hunter Henry. Titan sucks. Yeah. Well, the one guy that I, I I like again this week, and he's not heavily priced, and he's getting heavily targeted over the last two weeks, is Darren Waller. He's just getting peppered. Yeah, because he's mm-hmm. a backup quarterback safety valve. So if Tyrod Taylor, Taylor plays, I fire him up. Absolutely. Uh, and it's funny that Goddard is cheaper than him. Um, and for value... Uh, Hunter Henry, thirty-seven hundred. He lit up the Dolphins the last time he played them. Yep. Uh, 
What did he have? Just uh, don't say Foster Moreau. He might drop it. Six for 52 and a tutty. Um, some cheap value. You know, Tyler Higby. Uh, he hasn't been targeted as much lately. Yeah, the veterans are three targets. He's three targets in four straight games, three straight games. Um, and with Earth being out, uh, McBride is only uh, 2,800. He was an interesting name that I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, defensively, um, I mean, the most value value pick to me is probably the Green Bay Packers. At twenty seven hundred against Minnesota, yeah. Um, but I mean, I would almost pay the extra thousand to have New Orleans against Indianapolis and Uncle Rico, or pay six hundred dollars more to have Houston against Carolina. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh at home against Jacksonville might not be all that bad either. At twenty nine hundred. I might pay the extra three hundred and take Cleveland. I uh, I would I would much rather have uh, Seattle over Cleveland in that game. But yeah, no, they'll be, they'll saying, be able to get to the quarterback. They get they get a lot of sacks. So. That that's that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be because they don't. I, I think Seattle scores in that game. Let's be real here. I think it's more. I have an opportunity to get more points from the sacks, things like that. From yeah, they put up. They gave up thirty-eight points last week, and still scored sixteen in fantasy. Yes. Uh, I'm dying over here. Um. All right. Anything else before we wrap this thing up? No. No. Just. Uh, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on sleeper real quick, and I'm gonna read off uh, the trends of ad drops. And I want you to tell me what you think of the players that are trending on uh, sleeper right now. Uh, number one trending upward, plus seven hundred and thirty-four thousand ads. Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, if you're if if you need a tight end, um, he's just gonna he's now the everyday tight end one for quite possibly one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Who one of the most – yeah, I say one of the one of the quarterbacks that loves the tight end. Uh, number two, plus 678,000 is Taysom Hill. No shot. Two boomer bust. Not not wasting – let somebody else waste, waste a pick on him and see what they drop. He'd probably be better. <laughs> I agree. Uh, number three is Daryl Henderson. Yes, he's definitely worth he's definitely worth the ad. Uh, he's familiar with the offense. Got the bulk of the carries last week. Um, Freeman will probably still get a lot of the touches, uh, but going forward, and then also remember, Kyron Williams is coming back in a few weeks, and that's Kyron Williams' job. Yes, but so. Daryl Henderson, if he works his way into getting carries, is still a guy who may have some fantasy relevancy. Yeah, he becomes the change of pace guy. He's the change of pace guy for sure. Uh, Number four is the goddamn Jets defense. Uh, Number five is uh, Amari DiMarcado of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, 
Number five is a kicker, or excuse me, number six is a kicker who gives a shit. Number seven is Josh Downs. I don't know how Josh Downs is, is, is available anywhere. But yeah, no, he's he's another guy who's getting peppered with uh, eight, nine targets a game. Um, Ever since Uncle Rico took over. Definitely somebody you want to add. He's definitely, you know, he's not right now. You're not going to say he's a wide receiver one or two, but, you know, most of us are all playing in leagues with double flex with three quarterback leagues. That's definitely a guy you want. You're not going to get three number ones. Never. You know, know, it might happen in the first two weeks of the season because of whatever, and then all of a sudden, you know, guys like Calvin Ridley become borderline wide receiver three fours all of a sudden. To where do you start him in a matchup against Pittsburgh? We'll, 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 we'll actually close with that because there's some guys that I want to talk about. Uh, number eight is Pierre Strong. Obviously, the question marks in the uh, backfield with Jerome Ford. Um, number nine is another kicker who gives a shit. Uh, and number 10, wide receiver Jake Bobo of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some speculation I've been seeing online that with the trading deadline coming, will Seattle get rid of DK? Um, I like to think that he was benched this previous week and not uh, not playing because he was injured. Um, he acts like a child. He gets way. He's getting way too many fifteen-yard penalties. Um, so if he's going to see the pine again this week, Jake Bobo is definitely a guy you want to get in your roster. He's probably dirt cheap in daily fantasy as well. Um, but you know, if Seattle can move him and get, and get some assets for him, I say do it. You got Lockett to lead this, the young wide receiver group that they have. And if you need to, you go on the off season, you go get yourself another wide receiver. Would you try to trade him to Denver for the rest of their draft picks? Maybe. Probably can. Just thought I'd ask. That'd be interesting to see because I did see something that there were, you know, oh, where could they trade him to and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, one of the teams that they mentioned, of course, is Kansas City. The fuck is Kansas City going to give them? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be. I mean, but you're also like, you never trade a piece like that inside your division. You never trade them to the best team in football. I don't care if they're giving you 7,000 draft picks. Yeah. You're not giving fucking Thanos the last infinity stone and being like, no, I trust him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> You, you, you don't give Grimace in his Waffle House fucking menu the fucking final Infinity Stone. What the fuck are we doing here? Um, all right, real quick before we go. A um, couple guys that, that feel like they should be every week players. Guys that should be in your lineup every week. That I'm just getting the vibes that they're just not every week fantasy guys anymore. At least not right now. I don't know if it's because other guys have stepped out or other guys have been playing better, but like I mentioned it, Gabe Davis. Like, 
all I keep hearing about is how much him and Josh Allen are so good. He's a great fucking secondary piece after Stefan Diggs. That guy could not fucking hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat right now. I drafted him. I took him last year in the Dynasty League. And uh yeah, no thanks. He 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 had that one great playoff run a few years ago. And everybody went ape shit over him coming into the following season, which was last year. And nothing. So this is his stat line so far this year. Week one against the Jets, 5.2. Week two against Vegas, 22.2. At Washington, 10.3. Miami, 15.10. Jacksonville, 23. That was the London game. 4.1 against the Giants. He had three catches for 21 yards and a fumble. And then this past week in the loss to New England, motherfucker had one catch for six goddamn yards on five targets. Yeah. No thanks. I'm good on Gabe Davis. Yeah. Um, this week right now, and, and this isn't my final roster, but I got Nico Suave ahead of him. I've got fucking C.D. Lamb in ahead of him. T. Higgins ahead of him. Uh, I got Jacoby Myers on the bench that I would start over him. I got I would contemplate starting fucking Jerry Judy at this point over Gabe Davis. Yeah. Like, dog fucking water. Just not good. Um, I know you're someone you mentioned your boy Calvin Ridley. Where the fuck is he gone? I have no idea. I, I their their whole offense, like I I just don't get it because everybody was anticipating that this kid was gonna throw for three hundred and three a game. He's got the weapons with, with Ridley, uh Ridley, you got Kirk, um, ETN in the backfield, you got a you got a a really good tight end in Evan Ingram. Um, I don't know. Maybe the fact that Zay Jones has been out most of the season is kind of hurting their receiving core. And it's causing the defenses to just focus in on uh, Ridley. I don't know. So his his scoring, 26 week one, 5, 7, 11, 22.6 against Buffalo, 6, and 1.5, a catch for five yards on four targets in the win against New Orleans. That's uh, a pretty decent matchup this week against Pittsburgh um, if they can get rid of the ball fast enough. Then they go into the bye week. Um, it This may be one of those things when you're looking at Calvin Ridley is it that he's facing number one corners? Um, I mean, did did he fit? Was that before Tre'Davious White got hurt? The Buffalo game. Yeah. Because um, he still had seven sure. catches for 122 yards on eight targets. Eight targets against Indianapolis, he scored six points. Four targets against New Orleans, he scored one point five. Yeah, two against Kansas City, three against Houston, two against Atlanta, seven against Buffalo. Oh, 
These are receptions. Four against Indy, one, four targets. And his targets, I mean, he's still averaging around, still just it's about eight, seven, eight. About six and eight. Um, I mean, the one week against Atlanta, two catches on two targets for 38 yards and a touchdown. He doesn't catch mm-hmm. that touchdown. He has a fucking six-point day. Yeah. It, it's just, it's not good. Um, no. but, that, but I think that might just be a complete and total offensive thing, and not just him. You know, yeah, if he's going against some, if he's going against their number one corners, that's a big difference. Um, but this offense and uh, Mbop doesn't look the way he did last year. <coughs> no, not at all. Um, those are the two names that I really want to talk about. Can can we just can we just share a moment here together? And I really wish that Ryan was on this show right now. So he could enjoy this moment with us. Have you looked at Teddy's roster in the Dynasty League? Uh, no. I want you to bring it up for for yourself at home. We're going to read off Teddy's, Teddy's lineup as of right now. And then we're going to read you off Teddy's bench. And that's how we're going to wrap up tonight's show. Please let me know when you're ready. All right. Jordan Love. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, Terry McLaurin, Dijon, Jerome Ford, Evan Ingram, Malcolm Brown, Portland Sutton. His bench is Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Justin, Justin Fields, Fields AJ Dillon, Dillon Zeke. Zeke, Boyd, Kendrick Bourne, Herbert, Mike Williams, two defenses. Jesus. Tell me you're keeping Mike Williams without telling me that you're keeping Mike Williams. Uh, he traded for him. He has to keep him. Um, Tell me that you're considering to keeping Khalil Herbert without telling me that you're considering keeping Khalil Herbert. Yeah. The um, guy's got three quarterbacks on his roster, and the best one of them is the one that he's starting right now. Yes, and he's probably not going to keep any of them. No, he'll keep fields. Well, let me see. Flowers, McLaurin. Oh, that's Brian Robinson. I thought that was Bijan. Never mind. No, Bijan's on blink. He's going to keep Hollywood Brown. He's going to keep Sutton. So he's keeping his four receivers. Um, <laughs> five. <laughs> he's got to keep my glory. I mean, Terry, Terry McLaurin's probably going to get put that out, put back out there. No, no. There's, there's really no piece of that offense anybody truly wants. No, Jesus Christ. I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but then I looked at it and I was just like, he's got a running back in there right now that is projected to be doubtful and to score one point. No bueno. I was like, man, what's the rest of that lineup look like? What's that bench? Excuse me. What's that bench look like? And I'm like, oh, that's dog water. <laughs> like if when they announce that Jerome Ford is not playing, it's got to be Ezekiel Elliott going into that lineup, right? Yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, unless unless um, Aaron Jones yeah. doesn't, I, mean, I don't see why he wouldn't play. But uh, I know Dylan had a pretty decent game. Let me get last week. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty bad. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I'm not playing him. I'm playing Manning and uh, Brandon this week. Oh, um, all right. Well, that's this is the week that Manning's not going to want Justin Herbert to go off. Oh yeah, because it's the week that he plays you. Oh, they're starting Chase. They, Trevor Lawrence, Chase Higgins. Brees Hall, Rasheed White, T.J. Hawkinson, Ramondre, Michael Thomas, Deion, uh, Dustin Hopkins, and Miami's defense. With Gabe Davis, I would start in Jacob. Yeah, I mean, if D.K. doesn't play, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, now I really got to set a good lineup against them. <laughs> I have Ryan this week, so that should be a lot of fun. I was hoping to come on here. And should talk with him for the for for a little while, but uh, he fell asleep, so that didn't happen. No. I got Ted, I have Teddy in your league. Ah, the two quarterback league, the league that I only lost by seven points, and I didn't start a second quarterback. Yeah, that that happened. I wasn't cutting Dak Prescott or Joe Burrow to pick up another quarterback, so. Wait, how do I have an empty bench spot here? I'm going to drop somebody. Oh, I'm somebody for free. Look at me. Look at you go. That's that, that's that fantasy value right there. Yep, and I got Sean Ramsey's O this week. No. Took, 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 he's no longer undefeated. Look at you go. Yep. And she's, won, and she's won four in a row, right? The 72 Dolphins can pop from champagne. Yes. Um, all right. So before we wrap this up, if you haven't already, please like subscribe to the Huddle Up Incorporated uh, uh, podcast over here on Apple Podcasts and your major podcast catchers. You can go on Twitter at They Call Me Burn to find me. You can find Big Jim, the producer, CEO, and founder of Huddle Up Incorporated at Big Jim Sports. Um, you can find on his Twitter account a link tree to all of the other social medias for the guys on the show, as well as uh, the links to the rest of the shows here on the family of, uh, of fun. Um, five for Fighting with yours truly, and one with Ernest, the Five Observations with Jim, um, obviously the, the Huddle Up show that was uh, earlier today. Um, that'll be posted up in the morning. Uh, but other than that, guys, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, until next week, we hope that your fantasy dreams become reality. Uh, the, the start of the playoff push is today. Um, got to start winning matchups. Find your value. Stay the course. Best of luck. We'll see you next week on the FKC Fantasy Hour. Later.